This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today are the Toledo Symphony's principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue. We also have the TSO's marketing director, Felicia Canny. Welcome to both of you. We're kind of flying a little bit, little bit on the lighter side today, but that's okay because we're talking about a great big subject, really exciting concert that is happening Tuesday. It's November 12th at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Peristyle. The great violinist Itzhak Perlman is coming to Toledo. He's playing the music of John Williams. More information at ToledoSymphony.com. You can also check out the box office at 419-246-8000. So, Felicia and Merwin, we're going to be talking about Itzhak Perlman today, but also about the uh, conductor who's coming in. As I understand it, the conductor is uh, performing the first time with uh, Itzhak Perlman, so it should be an exciting collaboration. And that is Christian Reif, who is uh, a German conductor by birth, but has done a lot of work in the States. Can you just give us a a little bit of his background, Merwin? Sure. He's probably best well-known to American audiences through his work with the San Francisco Symphony. He's done a lot of work there, three years there as their resident conductor. We were all really excited to hear that he opened the Dallas Symphony season. He did a gala there with another great violinist, Joshua Bell. And yeah, it was a really exciting um, opening concert. He got some great reviews there. So we're actually going to be working on him with two really kind of core classical standards, Dvorak's Carnival Overture and Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet. These are pieces that we all love and, you know, we love to play them. We're really excited to see what he brings to the table for those pieces. Yeah, well, that'll be great. Of course, also the remainder of the program is all music of John Williams. And Isaac Perlman has a bit of a history with John Williams, as we know, especially back in the 1990s with the film Schindler's List. That violin theme is, you know, I'm hearing it right now in my head. We unfortunately can't play it during the course of this podcast broadcast due to licensing issues, but not too hard for folks to track down if they want to remind mm-hmm. themselves of the beauty of that work. And I assume that's sort of the going to be the centerpiece of his appearance. Absolutely. It's a lot of music that's really associated with um, just that incredibly rich buttery sound that it's like Perlman can create and it's a, a wonderful selection of music some of this music is music that John Williams composed others are kind of almost orchestrations that he designed specifically for Mr. Perlman to perform so it's yeah. very very exciting pieces of music and we're, we can't wait to hear it Okay, well, enough with the serious talk. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on to something a little bit lighter. Uh, not too long ago, Merwin, you told a great story about Itzhak Perlman when you went to pick it. him up. Yeah, you went to pick <laughs> him up at the airport, and basically the gist of it was, who was the, was it a cab driver or was it a? It was actually really funny because this was, uh, it was, it was actually quite a long time ago that this happened, so I myself felt a lot younger. I was yeah. super excited <laughs> to meet him. Well, he hasn't uh, been here in, in he, like 14 fif- years. Well, yeah, three, yeah, 15 years. And so this was right when kind of meeting people at the airport was at its strictest. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so yeah. Um, he had requested 
a representative from the orchestra to meet him and myself and Ellen Craig, who was the associate principal viola at the time, you know, jumped all over ourselves to volunteer. <laughs> oh, did you do that? Did yeah. you raise your hand really high? <laughs> <laughs> yes, me, it was exactly me. that. <laughs> pick yeah. me, pick me. And we, we <laughs> rode over there at, in a stretch limo. We were all super excited. Ooh. We had to, you know, wow. go through all these like really strict security procedures. And then we were at the gate waiting for him. And then there was this person from the airline with a wheelchair. And he was extraordinarily earnest, took his job very, very seriously, but had never really heard of Itzhak Perlman before. Wow, you found the one person in the world that had (laughs) never heard of Itzhak Perlman. And it was wonderful. He he came off the plane with uh, Mr. Perlman in, in, in the wheelchair and we kind of went through this flurry of introductions and then this wonderful um, young man was pushing the wheelchair and going, so you play the violin, do you? <laughs> Small talk <laughs> yes. at its finest. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's like, yes, I, I, I play the violin a little bit. And <sighs> wow, so you're going to be doing a concert with the Toledo Symphony. <laughs> Hit the big time. I know. Yes. The awe in his voice was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Mr. Pullman very graciously was like, yes, I'll be appearing with the Toledo Symphony. Like, are you going to be in the orchestra or are you doing a solo? Both are good. Both are good. <laughs> Is that how we talk? Because that's kind of creepy. It, it, was, it was, there was, there was a lot of kind of like earnestness. Yeah. Are you doing a solo? <laughs> and and he's like, well, you know, they're paying me to be in front of the orchestra this time. This time. This time. It's like, <laughs> you must be really nervous. Aww. <laughs> and that's he's sweet. Like, it was so sweet. And it's like, oh, well, actually, I I, I do this for a living, so I don't get too nervous now. And, you know, and it was so funny because Ellen and I were just cracking up. Well, we were trying must, yeah. our best to keep a straight face, but our best wasn't that good at that point. And <laughs> he must we have been just, loving it, though. Oh, it yeah. was really, there were so many questions, you know. Yeah. It was, so do you play anything else or do you just play the violin? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it was, it was just, the the Detroit airport has never seemed so vast as yeah. it kept ex- extending it. Was a, I know it was it a was long a, trip. It was a long trip out so, the gate. Yeah. yeah. Well, how did he leave it then? I mean, when he said goodbye. Well, actually, there was one question towards the end that was actually very thought provoking. It was like kind of what was the one? There must have been some place that made you nervous. Like, was there? And Aww. he talked about um, uh, Mr. Perlman talked about performing at the Forbidden City. And mm. that that was actually a really interesting oh, kind of yeah. conversation. So did that, did that yeah. impress the guy then? I mean, Toledo Symphony, Forbidden City. He must have been impressed. <laughs> Something like that. With, I don't really think of Toledo and the Forbidden City in one, <laughs> in in a typical sentence. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah well, so. I, th- I think that's a testament though to uh, Itzhak Perlman's modesty. And he was and so his, gracious. His personality. So gracious. Yeah. Yes. Now I remember last time you told this story, I asked you if I could pick him up at the airport this time. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking that question right <laughs> if now. If I could be with you, I, I think we should all go. <laughs> just show up with forget signs. The, forget the broadcast. Let's go jump in a cab. We'll go get him. Well, we, and this is totally not related to this, but we have hired a professional guest artist logistics person, <laughs> Maddie oh, Sayre. <laughs> well, yeah. Maddie's wonderful, and he's going to be, you know, coordinating all of these logistics as opposed to leaving it to yeah. amateurs like myself. Can, can <laughs> I'm you, sure you did great. Can you arrange for the same gentleman to come? 
wheel him out of the airport. <laughs> yeah, we should look that up. Uh, well, we'll look that up, I'm sure. It, it would be interesting. Yeah. Have a little reunion of sorts. Yes. Well, now that we've sort of given a little glimpse into Itzhak Perlman's uh, offstage demeanor, <laughs> which is wonderful. I love to hear stories like that of somebody who is so famous and so well-known, mm-hmm. iconic, but who also, you know, it's just like, I don't it's a cliche to say a regular person, mm-hmm. but let's say a nice person and somebody who doesn't take themselves so seriously that, you know, they take anything as an affront to, mm-hmm. you know, their image. So it's fantastic that he has that offstage persona as well. But I want to talk a little bit about Itzhak Perlman, and we're going to do a little test your Itzhak IQ, okay? This isn't really a quiz. Well, yeah, it's kind of a quiz. <laughs> it's always a quiz. Right? <laughs> So we're going to we're going to check and see. Let me uh, pull up a little music here. If I can get it. That is not Itzhak Perlman, by the way. <laughs> but I managed to get a little Beethoven that we could use in the background. That's the Spring Sonata. So that's a nice little mood for us as we begin our test your Itzhak IQ feature. Okay, one of Itzhak Perlman's first appearances was on a TV show just over 60 years ago. Can you name what the show was? Ed Sullivan. The Ed Sullivan Show. Very good. See, these are easy, Felicia. You won't have a problem getting any of this. I think he was 13 or 14, and it was his big break to to fame. Yeah. Do you know what he played in that first appearance? I do not. (laughs) Do you know what he played? I don't. I'll give you you a hint. Um, Mendelssohn Violin Concerto. (laughs) Right? That's a pretty good hint. Yeah. Narrows it down to two concerti. Right. Well, he played the last movement, the famous yes. movement from yeah. the violin concerto, along with the Ed Sullivan Orchestra, which oh, I guess wow. was sort of, <laughs> sort of keeping up. They actually did a pretty good <laughs> job. You can go back and look at it on YouTube. Oh, great. Um, yeah. And, he, and I don't know if you know this, but uh, back in November 2018, uh, Perlman appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Cause yes. Oh, from the same that. theater. Yeah. They was celebrated. that with John Baptiste? Um, on piano, uh, may it may have been, yeah, yeah. I think I think I remember that. Oh, that was celebrating his 60th anniversary. Yeah, nice to see that they still remember after all those years. Yeah. So, Isaac Perlman plays one of his violins is a Stradivarius, which was formerly owned by what great violinist? You know who it was? Yehudi Menuhin. See, you guys have Are all we the answers. Politely take turns. <laughs> you, you guys have all the answers to this. Well, we're we're very polite on this okay. show. Well, this one I got from his uh, documentary, which I know Felicia you watched very recently. I did to, to bone up because you knew there would be uh, some kind of a quiz on, <laughs> on Itzhak. Uh, can you tell me who or what first introduced him to classical music when he was very young? We're talking like in the single digits here. What was it that introduced? By his own account, Itzhak Perlman to classical music. He had mentioned that at three and a half years of age, he he heard the violin. And this is not a uh, unique story, really, because a lot of musicians, a lot of great musicians, you know, they talk about how at a very, very young age, they hear this instrument for the very first time. And that's what kicked off their, their love for the instrument. And yeah, my question is, where did he hear the instrument? I don't know. Or when you got <laughs> I don't know you this guess? He did have a toy violin at, th- I think, the age of yeah. three. But he first heard classical music and became obsessed with it and started singing it and wanting to play it. It was on, on WGTE, wasn't it? 
on the radio. Whoops, wrong one. There we go. <laughs> on the radio. Three cheers for classical music on the radio. Is that what your life was like, Merwin, when you were... <laughs> It's funny, like I did three. actually listen to a lot of CBC when I was a baby, Aww. from what I understand. See, well, yeah. Yeah. Like, right next to me. Yeah. So, but you're right, he was given a, a miniature violin when he was three years old, which yeah. he didn't like because he wanted to play a real wow. uh, violin, but he started playing, he taught himself initially how to play stuff. I mean, that's, you know, prodigy city yeah, yeah. right there. Yes, we've given our two-year-old Matthias a, a toy violin, and we have, you know, whenever he's finished with it, he just throws it on the ground. <laughs> he's like, smash he, it. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. Smash. <laughs> Good. And then you take out another one from the closet. <laughs> yeah. You open up your closet and there's a whole bunch of them stacked up. Ready just in to go. case. This is not true. That is not what my closets look like. That's right. They're skeletons, but no extra violins. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are just past Halloween. I guess it's still the season. <laughs> Okay, here's another question. What significant event did Itzhak Perlman perform at in 2009, which was watched on television by 38 million viewers? It was either the well, pick pr- one. presidential inauguration or the finale of the Great British Bake Off. No? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Bake Off. No, no, no Bake Off. No Bake Off. Although, interestingly enough, he has said that he would love to be able to cook, but he only uses a microwave. He, he leaves the cooking to his, his wife and Aww. kids. But, uh, no, of course he played at Obama's inauguration yeah. in It's a wonderful arrangement, actually, by John Williams, The Air yeah. and Simple Gifts. It's, we've, mm-hmm. uh, it's for clarinet and piano cello and violin and it's a really oh, beautiful like arrangement yeah yeah oh it's a great combination mm-hmm. so much good music written for that combination yeah next question what pop star is it's a good friends with he's even appeared on one of their albums and sometimes shows up unannounced to play at live concerts with this pop star who would that be <laughs> and this is somebody think about the fact that we're playing beethoven right now this is somebody who has co-authored a song with beethoven oh like a, a pianist uh, who would it be a pop star billy joel Yay! i billy joel wow oh, yeah that's a good guess it's yeah. like Roman has just shown up it. popped up at different concerts and yeah. played along with him i did not know that yeah. that's fun Okay. Maybe it'll happen this time. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Joel just Billy Joel will pop up backstage. Yeah. Do you know something? Way to set expectations appropriately, (laughs) Felicia. (laughs) But you've had music of Billy Joel here. I remember with Michael Cavanaugh a while back. So maybe Michael Cavanaugh can make an appearance with. uh, There'll be surprises. No, there won't. (laughs) They'll never know. It's sort of like you know, uh, Christmas story when he puts on the. The broken glasses at the end. He's like, they'll never know. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, we are starting to get into the Christmas season, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, which of the following awards has Itzhak Perlman not received? Uh, A Lifetime Grammy Award, U.S. Medal of Freedom, National Medal of Arts, Kennedy Center Honor, or the Presidential Medal of Freedom? Oh. Could be a trick question. I feel like he's received all of these yes <laughs> that was going to be my guess yeah that, that, and those if are not just, I would give them all to him <laughs> <laughs> those are just some of the awards obviously that he has received although he didn't get an academy award uh, yeah. specifically but the soundtrack by John Williams for Schindler's List for mm-hmm. instance back in the 1990s that did win an academy award uh, can you name all the movies that he has played on this soundtrack there's Schindler's List 
There is Memoirs of a Geisha. There's Hero. There's Fantasia 2000, of course. Yeah. And the one that surprised me was based on a former Rod Serling TV show. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. If I do a dee 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 dee. Evan, he's Twilight? listed as playing viol- solo violin parts for Twilight Zone, Twilight the movie. Zone? Yeah. Wow. Jerry Goldsmith was the uh, composer I'm act- for that. I, I'm going to completely bypass the Twilight Zone and try to imagine Itzhak Perlman appearing for a Twilight movie instead. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> right. He's very gracious. Yes. He's yeah. very gracious. <laughs> but, but that's assuming that I, I don't know that he actually played specifically for the soundtrack uh-huh. or if a recording of his was featured at some point. That that would require further investigation, which I have not done. So. <laughs> It'll report back in a, yeah. another podcast. Yeah, no, I won't. <laughs> okay. See, that's setting expectations appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just another quick question here. Well, two, a couple of questions. So, Itzhak Perlman and his wife, Toby, have been married for over 50 years. They met as teenagers. Can you tell me where they met and this is just like not specific but at a Billy Joel concert (laughs) Juilliard were they at Juilliard together I think they were at Juilliard together but Uh. but they actually met at a summer music camp and it's it's a interesting story because Toby Friedlander was her name at the time she's a violinist Mm -hmm. at, at Juilliard and evidently when she heard Itzhak Perlman play for the first time she went backstage to introduce herself to him and and actually kind of sort of proposed right oh, there. Yeah, she I, said, I, I want to marry you. You know, that was her introduction to him. So <laughs> I don't think he had a choice. <laughs> He's like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a great story, though. Um, now, here's the last one. Despite performing for them several times, Itzhak Perlman says that he is bad luck for what organization? <laughs> oh, wow. And it's not the Toledo Symphony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've uh, never. I like, I don't like he think messes I up at. <laughs> think sports team. They're not in the world. The Series. New York Mets. New York Mets, exactly. <laughs> Yay! He loves the New York Mets, but evidently every time that he's played the national anthem for oh. them, they've lost. Oh. So. Well, you know that uh, that does happen to the Mets every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Just a coincidence. Okay, well, that was our test your Itzhak IQ. I think you guys did pretty well. Yeah, that right? wasn't too scary. Yeah, we can give you a little smattering of applause. I took some deep breaths that. beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> now, Merwin, you obviously have had uh, contact with uh, Mr. Perlman before, telling us that story and playing in the orchestra even mm-hmm. back then, those 15 years ago. What about you, Felicia? Um, have you come across rub shoulders? With Itzhak Perlman in the past? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> are you excited? I am, I am. Yeah. I mean, for most Tuesdays in my life are, you know, pretty typical Tuesdays, and this one will be one to remember for sure. And yeah. I, I love the program because you take this great violinist and you take music that everybody know knows, and it's it's something that, you know, everyone can... Can, can be in one room and just enjoy together, you know, yeah. and experience the great violinist on stage. Now, what is the process, Merwin? I mean, I know a big story like Itzhak Perlman, he can't come here and spend a week with the mm-hmm. symphony. Mm-hmm. Is it, he just coming in and, like, doing a Tuesday concert? He's going to be with you guys, you know, the day of? Or how does that work? Yes, I think that he's heading to Pennsylvania after our concert. So, yeah, I, okay. think, I think sometimes when you're working with 
uh, an artist of that caliber, you kind of try to find a time when he's going to be in the Midwest already, and then you're kind of, you know, trying to be kind of one of the spots in the tour for him. Yeah. Now you're a violinist, obviously, I is. so you can you can <laughs> sort of you can sort of look at uh, Perlman and his artistry with different eyes and different ears because of your own personal experience on, on more of a yeah. you know professional peer to peer type. Um, relationship. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about just how good he is and why he's so special. I think it's actually really hard for me to evaluate it, Zach Perlman in any sort of objective manner because he was really the violinist that, I mean, every single night I would put on these cassette tapes when I was like five, six, seven, eight years old and like two-thirds of them were Itzhak Perlman tapes, and I would just listen to them as I went to bed. No. Like, this was the kind of the soundtrack of how how I, how I grew up. So for me, it's almost like he was, like, the default. This is what the violin sounds like when played at a high the level. Yeah. yeah. And so I would compare other violinists to Perlman and say, oh, this person uses less vibrato, this person uses more vibrato, this oh, person wow. has this sort of, you know, like this person has a, a leaner sound. But like for me, it's that Perlman was like, oh, this is the default sound of the, yeah. of the great violin. He was so, the gold standard. Yeah, so it's you. like, so, I so mean. you did that when you were five? Well, I think <laughs> I think the comparisons may have come You're later. Like little yeah. But like that's smashing I mean, your toy violins <laughs> or real ones. Yeah. I don't sound like it's like Perlman yet. Smash. Yeah. Well, wow, that hit closer to home than I thought it would. Um, I don't know. You know, I have a theory about great artists, and I mm-hmm. think the greatest of, of great artists generally have some kind of a, a connection to their humanity that resonates mm-hmm. through what they do and through their music. That's a great point. I mean, yeah. Do you sense with Itzhak Perlman that, you know, if, if he was a different kind of person to begin with, he may not have had, you know, the same impact that he has had? You know, I th- in the documentary that I watched, and this one was uh, recorded in 1970, 1970s, 1978 or something like that, yeah. um, he talked about his parents and how he was lucky to be born into the family that he was born into because mm. they 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 raised him with so much love and treated him like a normal human being and they supported him when he was interested in moving to New York to start his career in music. Yeah. Um, he told stories about his mom living in these like tiny little apartments in New York City with him and they would move year after year um, so until he got his big break. Um, so I think that a lot of I, I completely agree with you that greatness is strongly tied to humanity. You know, yeah. that uh, that connection is very strong. And I he talks a lot about how his parents, you know, infused kind of grounded that into him. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you both are parents. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. you have... Uh, yeah, I should, should be better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, think about the sacrifices that his parents made for him, mm-hmm. as you alluded to, Felicia. Mm-hmm. And, and putting that in your own perspective, I mean, how difficult that would be Absolutely, to, to follow yeah. through and try to, you know, support your kid if they turned out to be a prodigy mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, like Itzhak Perlman and, and, and relocating to a different country and yeah. a whole different world to make that happen. It must have been an incredible uh, experience. I think he him. moved here to the United States when he was in his teenage years, maybe. Yeah. 
I think one of the things that so many parents can relate to is there's almost no greater joy, though, when you see your kids having joy. Oh, that's and, so true. <laughs> and I think that one of the mo- wonderful things about Itzhak Perlman is there's this manifest joy that he has in making music. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's funny. I think a lot of times, you know, we tend to almost kind of mythologize the composer and sometimes performers talk about, oh, I am nothing but a vessel through which the composer speaks. Mm. And I feel like, you know, sometimes it's really important that, you know, I think that it's not just a, you know, a a connection between composer and audience. I think Mm. the performer really has to inject something of themselves, not necessarily in a, in a way like, oh, this is my personal style, but Mm -hmm. this sense of, their humanity and their 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 sense of you know why these pieces come together mm-hmm. why why am I choosing to perform this piece out of all the great pieces that I could be playing why this one mm-hmm. and you know I think that you know while in no way you know making himself more important than the composer you always get a sense that Itzhak Perlman is a presence when he plays it's you know and i think that's something really wonderful and it's not self-aggrandizing at all but Mm -hmm. it's just this willingness to be open and willingness to be sharing part of himself that i think makes him a great performer and the joy is what people want to see when they're sitting in the audience Mm -hmm. watching anyone anyone on stage so i i can't wait well i think that this concert that's happening on tuesday is heightened by the fact that you talk, Merwin, about you know the the artist uh, sometimes saying that they are the vessel for the composer, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, we're talking about a composer who is alive and with us, mm-hmm. and who is friends with Itzhak Perlman, and mm-hmm. they have collaborated many times. So, in a way, I think the spirit of John Williams I- is going to be on that stage mm-hmm. as well, because certainly everything that Itzhak has shared with him and and taken from him will be alive on that stage and I think it's safe to say that nobody can really play that Schindler's List theme oh absolutely like not. it's Ock yeah. Perlman yeah. yeah there's a video of him uh, on YouTube talking about when John Williams asked him the first time you know to, to play that and said that he was working on a movie and he had written this music that had a, sort of a Jewish folk theme to it and uh, sent it to Itzhak Perlman who took it for a day or two before deciding to do it but it, it turned out to be of course a perfect fit mm-hmm. and I know a lot of a lot of different um, not only violinists but different instrumentalists even singers that I've heard um, have talked about their cultural heritage mm-hmm. of course and how important a role that plays not only in music that they perform that is based on that cultural heritage in this case you know it's a Perlman born in Israel uh, with a Jewish background Um, but also resonates throughout every piece of music that they play. Now, would you agree that Itzhak Perlman sort of brings that sense of feeling and pathos to all of his music as well? I certainly think that's fair, and I think that, um, again, I think there's this willingness to to be vulnerable in the music, and I think that that might be a I, I don't necessarily feel yeah. qualified to you know speak about right. the, how his cultural heritage impacts his performance but I th- you know it does seem like there's a direct connection and when you hear 
um, his performances as, as a klezmer violinist. Mm-hmm. Like, right. he, you know, you can, you know, really hear the directness of that connection. And, and you can hear it in his jazz, too. Absolutely. You know, he's just as comfortable with Tzigan as he is with, you know, Oscar My Funny. Peterson or, yeah, 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 Oscar Peterson or My Funny Valentine or something yeah. like that. Uh, somebody who certainly transcends uh, different <laughs> genres of music. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, the concert, again, is happening Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock p.m., November 12th. More information at ToledoSymphony.com. The box office number is 419-246-8000. Very few tickets, if any, left at this point. So uh, if you uh, are interested, you know, call them up right now. This is your last chance, <laughs> perhaps, to see the great uh, violinist Isaac Perlman here in Toledo. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media and is generously underwritten by the Rita Barber Kern Foundation in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony. You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. My thanks to our panelists today, Merwin Sue and Felicia Canny. I'm Brad Cresswell, and this has been Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.